Welcome back to the Inside Study Road podcast. This is episode number 42. Now, today's episode is a little bit of a throwback. A while ago, we did a live panel discussion with a few of our Global Pro Institute interns. They had all just completed their internship for the summer, and so we asked them, hey, how did it go? So in this episode, you're going to hear from Danielle Twitchell and Chris Strohoffer. They are both rock stars in their own right, did some amazing work for their internship placement this summer. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about how their remote internships were different. Danielle was working with Get Ecuador, which is a program provider, and Chris was working with the Illinois Institute of Technology study abroad office. So we talked a little bit about the various differences that they experienced and similarities between those two types of internship placements. We also sort of basically took you behind the scenes of what it's like to do a remote internship right now in this day and age, but also within our field, within international education. We also asked them about the key things that they learned from their remote internship experience, what their big takeaways were, how they're going to leverage that in their careers and beyond. And of course, we talk a lot more about the Global Pro Institute program in and of itself, the career coaching that we do inside the program, as well as the core curriculum and course that is included as part of the program. So I really hope you enjoy hearing from Danielle and Chris. We'll be linking up to all of their LinkedIn profiles and everything in the show notes. And without further ado, let's go to the show. Welcome to our next edition of Inside Chat. My name is Brooke Roberts. I'm the founder of Inside Study Abroad and the host of Inside Chat. I'm here with my colleague, partner in crime, Sam Cooper, which on my screen, the <laughs> she's right above my face, but I don't know about everybody else's screen. Um, that's Sam Cooper. Um, and we have two amazing guests today. But before we introduce them, I just want to say hello to everybody who's tuning in. If you'd like, please tell us in the chat where you're tuning in from. We always love to see um, who people are and where you are at. And if you're with an organization or university, we always love to hear that too. So welcome to the show. This is basically just a live recording of the podcast. So if you're a fan of the podcast, welcome. Um, so today we're going to be talking about internships and in international education from the intern perspective. So we're going to take you behind the scenes of what it's like to do an internship in international education, uh, the process, um, the projects, um, any kind of challenges that come up through the experience or even trying to get the experience, etc. And I have two amazing amazing people here. And now that I'm about to introduce you and I'm like, both of you have slightly difficult <laughs> last names. Okay. So we have Danielle or Danny Twitchell. Excellent. Perfect. Okay, great. Yeah, um, uh, who uh, did an internship this summer with Get Ecuador, which is a program provider based in Ecuador, clearly. And then we have Chris Strofel. Strohofer. Strohofer. Okay. I'm sorry, Chris. Okay. We have Chris Strohofer, who did an internship with the Institute, Illinois Institute of Tech this summer as well. And so uh, different experiences, university, provider, one in the United States, one abroad. Um, so lots of really cool things we can um, bring out from that. But before... Um, we dive into like the internship experience. I'd love for both of you to talk a little bit about um, what brought you to international education as a career path. Let's start there. So Chris, I'll start with you. Sure. So I was an international affairs major in undergrad, and I was always thinking foreign service, that's the end of the road. That's what you know, I'm going to be working for. And while I was an undergrad, I took a student worker position in a study abroad office and I just loved the work there, loved the environment, loved all of the, just wanted to get, you know, every day when I went to work, I was excited to learn more. And so, you know, since then I've gone into Peace Corps and come back from that. And uh, I've got a couple uh, fields that I'm looking at, but my fond memories uh, as a student worker kind of keeps bringing me back to the field. That's awesome. Great. And Danny, what about you? 
Yeah. Um, to me, I feel like international occasion was kind of like all encompassing. I've got kind of an echo. Do you guys hear that too? A little bit, but we'll just roll with it. Yeah. I'm going to try to talk like this. I don't hear myself echoing. Um, yeah, it was kind of all encompassing. I feel like international education is, is culture, it's academia, it's, it's everything. And I was always the kind of person who had sort of scattered, uh, interests and, um, Really, I was inspired from my my aunt, my mom's twin sister. We're very close, and she runs her own uh, Spanish language instruction and travel business. So I got to work with her and her adult students when I was in high school, ended up going on a trip with them to Ecuador. <laughs> and it made me realize, like, I just want to help facilitate people have immersive experiences in other countries. That's amazing. It's so interesting. So that is probably one of the first times I've ever heard somebody talk about a pre-college experience um, that made them think about this as a career path. Normally it's because they participate, not always, obviously, but a lot of times it's because they participated at the college level and thought about it. Um, and which is interesting. So then I'm just, I'm going to dive deeper with this, Danny. So then when you were going to college and thinking, okay, what am I going to major in things like that? If I want to have that type of career, what were, what was your thought process around that? What did you decide on? Yeah, I did kind of always know because I wanted to study abroad and that's why I chose um, PLU, the school I went to, because they were kind of known for their study abroad. Okay. Um, True. And then they don't actually offer um, international relations. They have a, a global studies, uh, but I actually had an art scholarship. So I had to major in art. And then the only other major I could fit in at the same time was Hispanic studies. But that was great for me because I love Spanish and Latin America. So um, I kind of went that route and ended up studying in Spain and Ecuador and trying to get in at my study abroad office because um, Obviously, I wanted that experience, but I was gone half the time, so I never actually ended up working with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it's that that's really fascinating, and I think it's um, I think it's going to become more prevalent that people early on because more people are traveling, I think, and, and traveling younger and seeing this as like a oh, there's a whole economy around facilitating these experiences beyond just you know, cruise directors or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And so and seeing this as a career, thinking, what should be my educational path in order to have that type of career? Because it's typically the way our brains work, at least in uh, U.S. culture, for instance. Mm -hmm. But that's really fascinating. Okay. Well, um, so I'm curious, and then this is more for me. Sorry, everybody. But I'm really <laughs> interested in how you guys found um, Inside Study Abroad and the Global Pro Institute, because you're both alumni. You both went through the program this past summer. Um, and I'm just curious how how you stumbled upon my little corner of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was racking my brain before this call thinking, how did I find it again? And honestly, I think that I had found it from Sakusol. And you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think maybe it was posted on there. I mean, wow. Um, yeah, I'm sure so, I did. My yeah. limit is we're all limited to once a month, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it there because when I got back, I was just kind of curious what was going on in the field. So I wanted, and I'm sure that that would come up if you know anybody who is in the audience interested in GPI, you learn if you don't already know about you know lists like Sakusol. But um, I was just kind of curious how the field was reacting to COVID, so I subscribed to all of it. And now my inbox is ridiculous. Yes. Um, yeah. But this one, this email rose to the top for whatever reason. And I uh, found it that way. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I will keep posting to Sakusal, then we know it works. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Yeah. Um, for me, it was the podcast. I don't remember how I discovered the podcast. I was always listening to travel and international ed podcasts when I could. And I remember hearing about GPI on the podcast and saying to myself, okay, when I have the chance to do this and it comes out again, I'm going to do it no matter what. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care when it is. I'm going to do it. <laughs> awesome. Was that right before I then was like, and I'm closing? Yes. yes. So I waited. But that was good. That was like the very yeah. tempting to me because then it showed up again. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, better grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for, if anybody's watching, they're like, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, in May 2019, I, I'm going to call it, I decided to take a 
a year long sabbatical. I didn't know it would be a year, but it ended up being a year long sabbatical from international inside study abroad. So um, I thought it would be longer, <laughs> but here we are. Um, awesome. I so uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do blame and attribute That's that okay. to yeah. Sam Cooper. Yeah. So, okay. So let's uh, dive a little bit deeper into your internship experiences. Were you, so were, um, I guess, Chris, you found GPI when we added, a, we, you only knew GPI as an internship option. Like yeah. you never saw it before that. But Danny, I, going back to you, um, how did you feel when you saw that we were announcing, oh, where you have GPI, but if you'd also like to do an internship, this is now an option as well. What, what, what how was your, how did you respond to that? Obviously you joined, but what did that make you feel? Yeah, it wasn't, it, it, I didn't have to weigh the options really. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, this is something I already wanted to do. And then there's built in experience. So I didn't have to flip a coin or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> just, That's good. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about a lot, Sam and I, when I was like, well, it's kind of an evolution of the program I'd always thought about, but it was like, there's a lot of work. And she's like, I like that work and I know how to do it. I'm like, okay, you do. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, for me, I just thought it was the, a natural next step for the program. And I just thought as much as I think the content in the program is great. That's my opinion. Obviously you guys can, we'll chat about that in a second with you, but um, it's still about showing other people like, here's how you can try to go get experience even before you land that full-time job and things. But people were like, well, it's still so challenging. And I was like, well, how can I create an experience that leverages my network, my connections, my, you know, my experience even um, in order to help facilitate that process for others. And so then when Sam was like, I'm into this and her network is like even more killer than mine. I was like, well, this is a no brainer. So I just thought well, this, this is perfect. So I'm really glad that you guys um, took the leap with us as our, our guinea pigs, yeah. if you will, um, to make this experience possible. Um, so let's talk about your internships. And that's what I'm really excited to share people. We talked to um, your supervisors last week. So if anybody's watching and you're like, oh, what is it like to host an intern? We did um, an inside chat last, was it last week? Last week with yeah, last um, week. Hannah. And Carla, unfortunately, Carla's not on screen, but she was very involved in the chat. Um, but they talked about their experience working with GPI and hosting an intern and how they chose projects and things like that. But let's talk about you guys. So let's talk about the internship process um, and how you found yourself at um, Illinois Tech or at Get Ecuador. Um, Chris, let's start with you. What was the process like starting from the beginning? Well, I mean, all props go to Sam for, you know, putting in the legwork for, I mean, she had actually found some, I think, was it three different positions that you're like, I couldn't decide for Chris. <laughs> I, 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 Brooke and I had this whole chat actually, because I had this point where I thought I just can't decide. And then I thought, I'm just going to talk to Chris about it. <laughs> I super appreciated it. And like, it was a really great conversation. <laughs> it was like at the end of one yeah. of our intern check-in calls yeah. and, or like program, you've got program check-in calls. And we just kind of talked about what the different offices were like. And um, we had kind of landed on this one person study abroad office at IIT at Illinois Institute of Technology. And it ended up just being the perfect fit. It was absolutely like the best. I, I didn't uh, get to hear the podcast last week, so I'll need to check in because Hannah was my supervisor. So yep. I'll need to like make sure it was all good. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> it's a big love fest. She was yeah. like, I love Chris. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. She's great. I, I felt like, you know, working with a kindred spirit. And so yes. in like, you know, I felt like I even beyond a professional contact made a friend remotely. Mm. And mm -hmm. it was just kind of a perfect uh, fitting. So, I mean, all props go to Sam and it mm -hmm. was a, a really great placement. Awesome. What about you, Danny? What was your process like? Yeah. Well, what I, what I liked about GPI was before going into international ed, I wasn't sure what kind of sector I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just decided I would like to work with a provider most likely. And I was really interested in um, service learning and meaningful travel. And I was just kind of figuring that out with when I was provided with the opportunity to do get Ecuador, which was just, I mean, thank you, Sam, because I was just especially perfect because of my history with getting into it because of Ecuador. So um, 
I thought it was just a great pairing. And likewise, as Chris said, um, we had a great friendship with um, my supervisor as well, Carla, and I still talk um, probably weekly. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's been a, a great bond as well. That's really great. I'm, I'm curious, did you um, do a lot of your interacting with Carla in Spanish? So I know she had requested a, a like, preferred a Spanish speaker um, so that you guys could uh, work on projects, maybe even translation work, I think. Um, but did you guys interact in Spanish quite a bit? Yeah, we did. We did, which was awesome That's for great. me too, because I was kind of looking yeah. um, to have that experience as well. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things about um, international education is the interaction, the people having just those connections. Um, how did how did that work out for both of you doing a remote internship um, yeah. and feeling connected to the field, but also the office or the institution, the organization that you worked with? How did, how did you guys uh, maneuver through that? Yeah, I, uh, one of the things that I, and this is in the GPI program materials is like networking talks about networking. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are nervous and like, you know, and I was one of those people for sure. Um, and one of the things that I realized about networking is you don't just like cold call everybody in the field and just like say, hey, can we be friends? Like not <laughs> exactly how it works. I made one really good connection with Hannah and, you know, then, you know, also connected with the rest of the GPI interns in the program. And uh, even just through my supervisor, like we're on LinkedIn now. And so whenever she likes something that somebody else says in the field, this ha just happened yesterday. Um, I saw a job opening because my supervisor liked it on LinkedIn. And yeah. so it's like those little things that people don't really necessarily talk about with networking is you are then part of their algorithm a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah. Someone and, came to the LinkedIn workshop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it just, it, it um, but beyond, you know, being part of the algorithm and the, all the tech of it all, um, I do feel like, you know, um, with my supervisor, I have somebody that is kind of like a mentor, honestly. And it, and it only took two weeks to get that close. Um, and so I think that the remoteness did not detract at all. I've had internships that are in person. I've had internships that were paid and unpaid. And this one, I felt so welcomed and invited into that community of professionals that I was with uh, and to the GPI program at large that I was one of the most rewarding internships that I had. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I like- Soundbite. Like I'm thinking, I, I'm just trying not to gush too much, but honestly, that was my favorite <laughs> because it just really was, I had something every day that I look forward to coming back to, which was my internship uh, then, you know, whenever we had our calls. So it was really nice. That's great. What oh, about you, Danny? <laughs> yeah. Don't well, make Sam cry, you guys. <laughs> as much as I really wanted to be out there in Ecuador, which it would have yeah. been amazing. Like, the first thing Carla did was introduce me to the team. And it's a very small team anyway, so it was easy to meet with them. Um, and I, I did feel very welcome right away. We actually added our social medias and stuff. And it was kind of just a click right off the bat. So in terms of feeling welcome, there were no issues with that. Mm. And then the distance was more like, I just had to get over not being there with all the avocados and beautiful weather. Oh, but, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that we, you know, did and we want to continue to do and find new ways to even uh, make this happen for supervisors is also preparing them for hosting a remote intern or employee of any kind. Um, because that's what I've been doing for, gosh, a really long time now. Um, but it's new for a lot of people in the last mm -hmm. nine months. And so um, figuring out ways um, to create those uh, organic experiences, it's like sounds contrived. I 
know, but you know, instead of having those quote water cooler moments or those, Hey, let's go grab drinks after work moments. Um, that's hard to do obviously when you're remote or not just not allowed to get together. Um, and so how do you create that collegial environment, um, in a digital capacity? Um, it can be really mm -hmm. challenging. And so that is something we try to prepare, um, the supervisors for on how they can welcome you in to, to their organization, their office, et cetera, as best they can uh, from a distance. And I know Sam talks to every single host supervisor and says, okay, how, what, what's your game plan for how you're going to interact, communicate? Do you have a game plan? Here's a recommended game plan. Um, because sometimes they're just like, oh, I didn't think about how I would communicate or check in or you know, how I'm going to just interact with them online. Um, I just thought, oh, they're just going to work on my orientation materials. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's probably going to be other elements to this experience. Mm -hmm. So it's great to hear that it worked so well for you all. And we're hoping that um, we're going to have even more um, interns doing it this fall. So if you're interested, click that button down below because GPI <laughs> closes this Sunday for the fall cohort. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about, I'm just going to review our, uh, Sam, and sorry, if you yeah, have anything you want to add or ask, please yeah, do. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, had any, had either of you done remote internships or work before? Danny, I kind of know the answer. I mean, I kind of know the answer, but I think it'd be helpful to know if you'd done that before and if it was, if it took a while to get used to, or if it was just not, you know, a week or a couple of days, or if it took longer. Yeah, so I'd done the online teaching before. Yeah. But the the difference with my internship, I think, was just the various methods of communication we had. Mm. Um, when teaching, and you know, it's super professional, not that the internship isn't, but I couldn't have sure. them on social media or any other type of platform. Mm. Um, the great thing that happened with Carla and I is that um, we had Instagram, we had WhatsApp, we had email, we had the calls. Um, we had all of these methods of communication that kind of made it easier for both, you know, casual communication and professional, let's get down to business kind of work. So uh, in terms of like water cooler stuff, I think it was helpful that she could see that I posted a picture of my dog on Instagram and could comment yeah. on that. Um, I don't know if that's typical for all professional relationships, but I think it did help with the distance. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never thought about Instagram as a water cool as a water cooler, but you're right. It is. Well, I like and I that. think it's just, I, I think it's up to every individual, just like uh, something like your Facebook profile and friending your yeah. boss, you know, in, in a, a traditional uh, work relationship, it's like kind of up to you and how, how you feel comfortable or how the, you know, the boss feels about that. Um, I'm pretty much an open book. So I'm like, follow me in all the places, friend me all the places. I'm fine with all that, <laughs> but it really, and, and, but I've known people too, who like it very separate, very, very mm -hmm. separate. So um, what about you, Chris? Had you done um, yeah. remote work before? You you'd said you'd done internships before and they yeah, might have been remote? Yeah, have all been in person, um, oh. but there was one I did in an undergrad with the State Department. They have a virtual student foreign service internship program, so oh. you can work remotely and they're still doing it. And in fact, it's expanded from just the Department of State to other departments as well. Um, and so, yeah, especially now. Um, so it and that was, I think, three or four years ago that they had, you know, launched that. And so I had done that for a, an academic year. Um, and yeah, I, I felt like one of the big differences between this internship and the last one was um, my internship with IIT, they had more time for me mm. <laughs> to actually be working together. And like, yeah. you know, everybody's busy, every job sure. has busy moments, but I, the person I was working with at the State Department was super busy. Um, and so I felt like I had a lot of time to speak with my supervisor. I also just wanted to say real quick that I thought about this yesterday, something I really appreciate about this program, GPI, um, and you're working with our organization, host organizations as well, is more and more students and, you know, young professionals are, are taking, like are looking at these virtual remote programs and you are working with employers. And I think it's going to be super important, and especially employers that have hosted virtual internships, to see the value of mm -hmm. the people who have participated in them and yes, see exactly. it on a resume and be like, this was not nothing. They yeah. like, I know the work that students who and you know young professionals who do these remote uh, internships are actually getting something valuable. And the first line of that of people who get that are going to be people who host 
And then the next yeah. line are going to be, you know, the people who interact with and all that. So I think it's a yeah. really good kind of snowball effect that a program like you. Well, that's have. something I, I've said to Sam many times that I feel like this this program now, especially with the internship, is asking international international education to put their quote money where their mouth is because we as professionals have been all about the you know the diversity of program models from traditional study abroad to volunteer abroad service learning internships abroad etc and Sam and I know Sam even more than me but on the receiving end from uh, our peers and study abroad advisors we would work with when we were placing undergraduate students in internships around the world about the expectations the demand um, and the level that you know students would be working at and so um, then sort of saying to international education, okay, well, why don't you host an intern um, who's <laughs> interested and curious about a career in our field? And and it's really interesting. And Sam it was as it said this even more it, about how uh, their misgivings about hosting are the same as going up to that financial firm in London or that uh, advertising mm -hmm. house or that whatever fashion designer, whoever trying to place these random undergrads and interns, um, it's <laughs> the same process. And so, um, you know, having that um, support, not only for undergrads getting this really meaningful professional experience, but also for um, aspiring international educators to get a glimpse and a taste of what our field is like before they jump in the deep end with grad school, et cetera, um, I think is like the thing that we need more than anything. And uh, yesterday on the, our workshop um, on how to land a job at City Abroad, there was a comment from a guy named Adam. And I was like, who's Adam? So of course I creeped him and figured out who he was. Who did you find out? And he worked, yeah, he said he works at Columbia University um, in Study Abroad. And he um, unsolicited wrote in there, he's like, I'd never heard of GPI before, but what you're saying about the field and the professional pathway, I'm, ad-libbing quite a bit here, but is is spot on for what our field needs. We need mm -hmm. to have more opportunities for people to learn about the field and figure out where they would best fit, right? Because I think a lot of people think like, gotta become a study abroad advisor, and then we like emer merge out from there yeah. because then we realize, oh, there's all these other things you could do. Mm -hmm. um, instead of sort of saying, wow, I'm really great at communicating visually. Let's talk about Danny's, you know, experience and how can we use visuals, especially nowadays with video and um, imagery sites and things like Instagram, it's all visually driven um, to help entice, you know, per future participants to actually want to invest in these opportunities. Because now more than ever, we got to prove why they should make this big investment. So, mm -hmm. um, Sorry, I know that was a little bit of a rant, uh, but I yeah. just wanted to pick you up. What Chris said is that I think you're absolutely right. And um, yeah, if you have had the experience of doing an internship or doing a remote internship as a professional, you'll be able to speak to the, that program validity moving forward. Because mm -hmm. now everybody's got a remote internship option, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so or remote study abroad option even. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Um, so let's talk about the work you guys did um, in mm -hmm. your internship. So um, one of the things we really focus on with the internship process is making sure my mantra with when you're getting any type of experience is all about the deliverables. What did you do? Show me what you done. Prove it. Um, and so um, so it's project based work typically. But how did you how did you work with your supervisors to figure out what your project scope would be, what you would be actually be working on? How did those initial conversations um, start for each of you? Danny, I'll start with you. Yeah, it was interesting how we started because we started off with um, more editing and um, not necessarily translating, but just reading over documents, editing photos and uploading them. And it was, I, I liked the process of that because I kind of had the chance in those projects to show what I can do and what I would like to do. And that's when we started doing more things like infographics and videos and graphics themselves, drawings and things like that. So um, I liked working with Get Ecuador because it was really a chance to find out what I'm best at doing and what I like mm -hmm. to do and integrating that into what they need in the company. So mm -hmm. in the end, we were working on larger infographics, videos still, and even ended up going into some um, program development, which was really exciting yeah. for me because my, I felt like my ideas were really heard 
and really given the chance to um, to grow in that space. So um, in terms of project development, it, it started small and it is still a, a small, is that not? <laughs> um, <laughs> Adventure, but just the fact that we got to work on those things together and I felt um, like I really had a place there was probably the most valuable thing to me. Can I just That's jump really in? That's so interesting because oftentimes I tell interns in my internship abroad world that, you know, sometimes things start slow. They might start really slow because they want to see how you're going to work with each other, what you can do, and then it builds from there. Um, and I know those beginning parts can be frustrating they'd be frustrating for me too. Um, but then sometimes they just throw you in the deep end right away. Say, hey, can you do <laughs> yeah. um, So sorry, just to say, I think that's really interesting what you said, because I think that you very much had that experience of let's see what you can do and then take it from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, what about you? Threw, mine definitely threw me in the deep end. So that's a little <laughs> bit like the, the different um, styles of, you know, hosting and everything. I think mine was very... Um, let's get you in. You, you're part of the team now. Um, and it was a little bit like it due to the rules at IIT and the intention of the program, it's not a full-time gig. It could be depending on what you look out possibly, but like it was just certain hours every single day that we stretched it out. And so I was in meetings so frequently um, that it was almost hard to find time to do the rest of my <laughs> than like the, the selected hours that we had um yeah. but it was really great especially when they front loaded it with meetings because i felt like i knew everybody's mm -hmm. spot and so when mm -hmm. it came time to one of my deliverables was a workshop for students who had been evacuated from their programs because and you know pulling from my experience being evacuated from the peace corps um it was an opportunity to know what support systems were on campus who actually put faces to names and everything. So when the time came that I was, you know, actually working with students to talk about, you know, not only give them the space to talk about the, you know, challenging parts of coming home before you were ready to and all those things to actually be able to say like, hey, I spoke with these people and here are the services that are available on your campus or remotely. And here are how, here's how it works now. Um, mm -hmm. So that was, I, I know one of the questions, like, like one of the questions I've been thinking about, like what was the most rewarding aspect of the program? It was definitely mm -hmm. running the workshops, but also one of the other deliverables I had was, um, you know, diving into the Teradata world again. Uh, they had just gotten the software, so they wanted to put together <laughs> a faculty portal for when faculty applies to run programs. So um, I felt like I got the the people side of things, but also the back end side of things, and I really appreciated, um, you know, that they were excited to have me do kind of the full scope of what office work actually is. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, Danny, um, back over to you. I know you mentioned a few things, but do you want to describe a little bit about your um, some of your deliverables you're most proud of, and um, these are be like things you would have in your portfolio for those who. Um, are listening and are not sure what we mean by deliverables, but these are the things you'd add to your resume. And like, I created this, I taught that, whatever. Uh, I wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could show you my deliverable rather than <laughs> talk about it because like we were saying, it is all visual. Mm -hmm. um, but basically I have a lot of echo and a huge uh, gallery for them of social media posts, infographics. I redid their entire brochure I did all of the graphics for the brochure. I created the LinkedIn uh, cool. for the business. And then yeah, I reminded them to, well, not that they needed reminding, but to start their Google, um, Google My Business, which they have in place now. Um, and a, essentially just an entire gallery of media for any kind of promotion that they might need. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm uh, looking at LinkedIn because I was going to just share my screen real quick and um, show them a couple examples. So how do I do this? Sharing my screen. Too many video sources. Sorry, never mind. Oh, that's never okay. Mind. Just get Ecuador for anybody who wants yeah, to. Get Ecuador. I'll yeah, put the link to their um, page right now. Ta-da! Oh, and we did a we did a get a go abroad takeover. So I did oh. all of the stories oh, wow. for those as well. That was really fun to do, designing the Instagram oh, cool. stories as well as the mm -hmm. post and the video. 
And so as a digital marketing strategist myself, I would, my next question for you is like, did, did you also then track the ROI of all of that effort? We did um, a little Good. bit. Because so, I want you to have that number, those numbers for your <laughs> resume, right? So if you got more applications, got more leads, et cetera, for the organization, those types of things. Um, you want to have those types of uh, numbers mm. and stats as well. I'm sure Carla right, would get right. them for you if you don't have them. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, Sam, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah. So what, <laughs> um, what's up next for you guys? So you finished the program. Um, if, did you get through all the GPI modules? That's always the question. Did you get through <laughs> all of them? Yes, eventually. <laughs> I, I think yeah. my video is cutting out and my mic's cutting out. No. <laughs> um, well, here's, here's the other thing I want to say. The, that I really appreciate, this is, this is how I'm going to spend it for myself. But it's true um, that one of the things I really appreciated about the GTI module is while I was in the midst of my internship, so much of my energy and focus was going into that. Um, because yeah. we, had, we had made a, a daily schedule that I would sure. be checking in on. And so one of the really great things is you can go back to it. You can yes. go back to every, I mean, I recommend that you stick with the schedule because it's useful. Um, but the other thing about a lot of the um, materials is that it's also not strictly, like it doesn't only just apply to international education field. Yeah. Like you can, uh, like when I'm looking at like my digital footprint and like what, um, you know, if people Google me, if people are trying to figure out what I'm all about, um, that's applicable. And I mean, you asked what's next, like my next thing that I'm kind of waiting for is a security clearance with, uh, a passport agency with the state department. And so, you know, if I want to continue working in government, um, these are things that are just as applicable and just mm -hmm. as useful to be thinking about. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about what's next, yeah, I'm waiting for my security clearance, but while I'm waiting, I'm diving back into some of the GPI modules and some of the things that I was missing during the, the rigorous schedule that I, I slipped up on, but it's still always there for me to come back to. My recommendation is to listen to it on triple speed. <laughs> so, although I already speak pretty fast, uh, but if you're just like, let's, I just got to hear it and go mm -hmm. through it. But yeah, um, but I will say then, I, you know, for anybody who's watching who is curious about how GP works. I mean, you do get lifetime access. And when I say lifetime, I'm like, you guys, I'm going to retire at some point. So uh, the <laughs> lifetime of the program access, but uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you get lifetime access to the program. And so we've, I've had, you know, over 500 people go through the program at this point or enroll in the program, I would say. Um, and not all of them have gone through the content um, yet, um, but they still can if they ever need to. And um, even for the fall cohort, I've had two alumni. One um, is like one of the first cohorts um, and she was recently laid off um, in international education. And she's like, I'm so happy I have this. I can come back to it and kind of refresh. You know, and she talked about like how she's like, yeah, probably I forgot I should probably have been doing some of these things the last four years, but it's fine, whatever. Um, so, but she has it. And so she's like, I'm planning to try to come to the coaching calls again. So even as an alumni, whenever you need to come back to this as sort of a centering stage, I know that as another woman is, uh, as an alumni is joining and decided to add on the internship experience this time. And so um, she's going to be going through the program with us again, which is so exciting. Um, and so, you know, it is intended to be sort of this lifelong community of, you know, it, people who are really passionate about intercultural experiences and meaningful travel. And whether you decide to stay in the field, you go work at the State Department and become president someday, whatever, like, um, or become this famous, like, graphic artist. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, the idea here is it's still this great community of people who are really passionate about this work um, and these types of experiences. And we want you to have, like, for me, I think the community is probably the most valuable part. That's people my favorite part. People yeah. think like, I want the resume, you know, module that's going to tell me how to, you know, hack my resume. And I'm like, it's fine. I mean, it's good, but it's like, that's, <laughs> it's not as great as the community because your network is so important in this field. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just curious, Danny, about you, what, what, any parts of it that have been the most rewarding? I know you mentioned um, being able to actually do some program development. Do you want to describe that a little bit more and why we're so excited about it? 
Yeah, I just want to first start out and say for me, having the meetings with GPI every a couple weeks or week, I don't remember the exact schedule we had, um, was it really went beyond international education for me. I, I was reminded regularly that each of us have the ability to develop professionally if we use the certain skills and tactics that are provided through us through GPI, to us through GPI. Um, and that was kind of a world that I had very little experience with. I mean, I've had work outside of leaving college and everything like that, but in terms of really developing a professional portfolio, it was all new to me and not to give any spoilers, but <laughs> in terms of the uh, website or career queue we designed for ourselves, um, that's been huge because it shows that everything you participate in is experience. And if you can show that as valuable, yes. a future employer will see it that way, or you can at least feel that way about yourself. So I was never one to show my work and now I'm all about it. So oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't make me cry. You're going to make me cry. Project development. Um, it was kind of like internship inception. So we were working on putting get Ecuador's <laughs> internships online. Um, but also uh, it helped me in kind of identifying the needs of the field right now. So I saw mm -hmm. that there might be a lot of recent graduates looking for work or teachers who need experience. Um, and a lot of kids in Ecuador who aren't going back to school who need um, both teaching and entertainment, et cetera. So uh, we were working on designing a program that linked either artists or English teachers with Ecuadorian children. So that was a load off of their parents for a portion of the day, kept them um, working on their education and something to perhaps entertain them as well, as well as creating those intercultural links that we're always working on in international yeah. education. That's so cool. I love that. That's what a amazing. great idea. Yeah, that yeah. is a good idea. Um, right. So um, before we talk about what's next for you all, I would love for you, if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, what you would tell to someone who is on the fence about joining GPI or GPI Plus, doing the internship program, um, what would you tell them if they're like, I'm not sure, um, I don't know, but they're like, really want to do it, but not sure? <laughs> Yeah, I, that's a really good question. Um, I I was definitely in that position where I was not entirely sure. I saw it. I actually, I, I'm pretty sure there was a meeting just like this. Um, yeah. You know, one semester ago. Um, yeah. And it, that kind of um, made me think. You know, it's it's an investment in myself. So I mean, think about it in the term in terms of, um, you know what do you feel like uh, you can improve uh, mm -hmm. in your, you know, professional search and your, you know, career portfolio? Um, and if you feel like you've got, you know, a long list of things um, that you think could be improved, I'm pretty sure GPI will cover almost every single one of those things. And, you know, uh, and if they, if there isn't a module for it, um, it'll come up in a conversation. And one of the exciting things about it is, I, it occurred to me for um, all the people who were part of GPI a long time ago, there's probably a lot more new modules um, for them um, yeah. that have kind of been added to it. Um, and so uh, it's kind of, it's a, it's a living thing, especially the community, um, you know, aspect of it as well. And mm -hmm. so uh, if you're on the fence um, yeah, I mean, my first thought is you like, if you're on the fence and you decide not to do it this time, you'll probably do it the next time it comes around because yeah. you'll be thinking about it. And uh, I think mm -hmm. it'll, uh, be something that, uh, is, is worth getting into if it's, if it's still on your mind after a week mm -hmm. or two. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So being very honest, when I filled out the survey uh, post GPI, I said, I don't know if I'd recommend it because not because of GPI itself, but because of how I was feeling about the state of the world. Right. But um, if I had to say if I would recommend it now or not, um, I'm going back to what I just said in that it's not 
only about international education. This is probably one of the most helpful projects I've done in terms of personal and career development. So if you have hopes of international education um, becoming bigger or back to what it was in the future, or even in a different sense, and you also want to learn how to create a better resume or network or any of those crucial topics when it comes to just working in any field, I would say go for it. Like, it's not something that you would regret doing by any sense. Um, mm -hmm. it, for me, it was just not knowing what the future looked like in international education, but I have no regrets in doing the program whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I think it, I've definitely only gained from it. Yeah. Great. Thank and you guys for sharing that. Yeah, and thank so you. much is introspection as well. And so yeah. if, you're, if you're ready to kind of take a longer harder look at you know yourself and your experiences and it's not just like if you're ready to criticize yourself no what it actually is, is are you ready to remember all the ways that you contributed because a lot yeah. of the times we don't take stock of what we've mm -hmm. done yes. in our roles and in our experiences and so totally this agree. program really helps pull out all those things and uh it it can be somewhat exhausting at times um but it's absolutely worth um, the, you know, if you're in that mental space of, I can do something for me now, this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say that people always ask me like, what did I change when I went from, you know, not having any 75 applications, no job offers to like doing pretty well in the whole applying for job situation. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to like really drill down. That's why I created GPI. Cause it's like, it wasn't one specific thing, but when you said that, I will say that it actually is kind of one specific thing, but all the other things really matter too. But I got really good at being able to hide, like in any conversation I was having with people, in any interview I was having, or any cover letter I was needing to submit, of figuring out the precise little nugget about me that would be valuable to the person on the receiving end. Um, mm. And I, you know, honestly, I feel like now I want to like go back and. Um, like pull up my application to USA where Sam hired me. <laughs> and oh, I want to yeah. see what I talked about in that because I'm sure because that was my second round of applying for jobs. And I was like, okay, I cannot do the 75 job application thing yeah. again and get no mm -hmm. offers. So I'm sure I, I know that's when I started studying other things and talking to people with great careers, not in international education saying, how, how does this work? Because I thought I did everything right. And um, I got really good at pulling out those little nuggets that get lost in the bullets of a resume and then get, being able to describe it and then being able to connect it to what they needed to accomplish in their organization. I talked about this yesterday during the How to Land a Job and Study Abroad workshop. So if anybody wants to dive deeper into that, the it's on Crowdcast. So just click where it says my name on the screen right now and you'll find the <laughs> recording there. Um, you can go watch that after this. Um, but yeah, and I think that what you said, Chris, is really, really true. It's like, I do challenge you all, <laughs> get out your sticky notes or whatever you need to do to start mm -hmm. like drilling down to all the little things that then you can cherry pick later to, to highlight because because those are the things that people that people say to me all the time, you've done so much. Well, the reason I've done so much is I've taken the time to like, like actually figure out all the little things I've done. And it and yeah. everyone can sound pretty impressive if you actually drill it down that way. Most people yeah. just like gloss over it. They're like, oh, I worked in study broad office. I felt <laughs> like with Brooke and Sam, we had the swear jar, except instead of a swear word, it was every time we said, well, I just worked mm. as a volunteer position in this thing, yeah. right? That's yes. amazing. <laughs> Let's elevate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the just jar. <laughs> the just, yeah, jar. The just jar. Although we probably should have had a swear jar. <laughs> so, yeah. We are very casual in GPI. I will say that. Yeah. Well, that's um, the other thing I was thinking. If you enjoy these kinds of conversations, that's another reason to do it because there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of these. And if you decide to do GPI plus, I mean, personally, this is what it felt like working with my supervisor where mm -hmm. I was placed, you know, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of these kinds of conversations are uh, beyond being enjoyable are helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's those off the cuff things that we can't really plan as well. As much as I've mm -hmm. tried to like craft the GPI modules and lessons in a really meticulous, uh, systematic way, at the end of the day, um, that the coaching calls that we do are are probably even more valuable because once you mm -hmm. sort of understand the philosophy, right, the framework, then we can say, well, but Danny, you have this visual element and this experience in Ecuador, and this is how we would apply that framework to your situation, and then. Chris over here, Peace Corps, evacuated Albania, State Department guy. Like this is how your, you know, you would apply that same framework, but in your your situation. And um, that's why the coaching part for me is a critical element to it. Is like I can tell you the framework, but sometimes it's hard to be like, well, but how does my situation work? Yeah, yeah. We're all special snowflakes, but my situation's different. Like, no, <laughs> it works. You just now have to figure out where um, to apply all those little nuggets. So yeah. I, I think that's um, well, for also, me. I love the, the the coaching the most. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's my for sure my favorite part because we get to connect and and talk about lots of fun things. But you know, one of my hopes and wishes for interns coming into this program is, and you guys heard me say this, but that you figure out that one step further, because it is a lifelong process of what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not good at. You know, that's the, that's the journey. And I think it's really easy to, like Chris said, it, it's, if you're not reflecting, it's easy to just let it go. And it is hard. It is hard to sit with yourself and think, am I actually good at this? Yeah. Do I like it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I know I want it because I'm, you know, I want to be an international ed, but actually hold on. What is it? Um, well, and I so think too, my hope for people related to that too. And this is another, like, put your money where your mouth is international educators, because, <laughs> you know, we ask students to reflect and yeah. stick take stock of their experiences all the time. And we're like, reflect, go reflect. It's, hard. You know, it's so easy. Um, but we, frankly, we as professionals don't often always do that. Or, or I mean, frankly, we often don't reflect on our own international experiences and how they've shaped us. Um, but we do expect it of our students. So this to me is like a practice in really understanding some of the asks yeah. we have of students and our participants of programs. This can put you sort of in their shoes, in their seat in a lot of ways of like, okay, um, it's really hard when someone just says to you, well, what do you think about that? Or um, what, you know, what, how does that, what does that mean for 10 years from now in your future? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> wait, is, there is a, a systematic way you can go about doing that. So um, we are at the 10 minute mark and I, there are a few people watching. And so I'd love for, if you, anybody has any comments or questions from the audience, please um, add them to the chat now. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and while you think about that and add those, um, for you all, what's what's next? I know you hinted at it, but to give us the very clear, like what's the next step for you? What are you thinking about for your careers? Chris, I'll go with you. Yeah, sure. So um, I am kind of, I, not spinning plates, but there's a number of different <laughs> paths that are in front of me. And some are closer than others, but um, so the first one is I'm waiting for security clearance for starting the passport gig in Chicago. And, but that is kind of a when and or if, you know, if mm -hmm. security clearance is granted, but if it's not, then I have my, my eyes on a couple other things. So I was accepted to Bowling Green State University, but I deferred to next year. Um, but yeah, I was excited. What program? Wait, what program? What program? Um, it's a cultural, it's the Macy program. Okay. Um, I'll have to remember the acronym, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's in the same program. building as my program, which was oh, the higher okay. ed program. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it seems really exciting. And the people that I talked to there sound great. And so, if in a year from now, um, you know, there's, no passport gig. Also, Peace Corps is wanting to send volunteers back sometime. Um, that's up in the air with COVID. Um, and so maybe that's something I do for the early 2021. Um, but also, I'm applying for jobs in international education. So it's like keeping my eye on a, a bunch of possibilities, all of which are exciting. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of... Uh, waiting out a few opportunities and if and while I'm waiting them out applying for other ones and if a more exciting one comes along then you know lucky lucky me well and <laughs> you have like an killer recommendation 
uh, oh, yeah. from Hannah, uh, obviously <laughs> from Sam and I, but even more valuable from Hannah. Um, that's going to be really powerful for you moving forward because she's going to be help. networked being I'm, like, if you need to hire someone, hire Chris right now. <laughs> she just sent me an email just yesterday or a couple of days ago about a couple opportunities in Texas that look super interesting. And I am just like super looking forward to telling her and the rest of my network, like, here's what the thing is. Like, like, yeah. I, I've tried, like five, yeah. Yay! Well, awesome. Okay, Danny, what about you? I know you're on a slightly different path, but it's still so exciting. Yeah, well, during GPI, I'd kind of had a few potential jobs slash job offers. Those were kind of tabled for <laughs> pandemic reasons. Yeah. So I've still yeah. got my eye out for any IE opportunities I can possibly find. Um, so that's that's still on my radar. That's still the goal. Um, mm -hmm. In the meantime, I've been teaching English online and working on some personal art projects. So mm -hmm. <laughs> art business which, projects. Which is really exciting. So you want to plug it, what you're doing? I know that, I mean, you may, we you're not going to get a flood of orders. It's not, the, the audience is not that big. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, no, I'm not quite ready. <laughs> so okay, okay. Ready. Yes. But it's really cool. It's interactive and it's like art projects that it, anyway. Go, go check out Danny um, and Chris on LinkedIn. Um, I, we do have a couple questions here. So if you guys, um, when uh, when the other is answering, if you want to add your LinkedIn um, link into the chat, that would be really helpful. And you guys are all welcome to connect with Sam and I as well over on LinkedIn. Say hello. Let us know that you watched Inside Chat. Um, we'd love to connect. Um, and you could also go see some of their work. Um, so Renee says, hi, Renee, welcome to the conversation. Hello, she says, I was, I was great listening to the experiences of the interns. I've, um, I tried getting a job in IE at the top of the pandemic. Yep. And ended mm -hmm. up taking a DEI job, which Ooh, is, yeah, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, for those not in the know. Uh, but I want to go back to IE. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, Obviously, diversity, equity, inclusion is on the rise for a lot of very good reasons right now in higher ed in general and um, international ed is kind of sure. not, <laughs> we'll just say not um, for, for the time being. I'm still very hopeful. Um, so, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, Renee. I, my advice to you um, is always thinking about it. You know, if your goal is international ed, how can you think about diversity, equity, inclusion um, from a multi, like a cross-cultural perspective. And then how would you parlay that later on talking about international education and how crossing cultures in, in one environment is very similar to crossing cultures from a um, borders kind of in, um, perspective as well. I've and seen then, that on any application in international education that I've gone for. So yep. Right, like exactly, there. exactly. So I think you'll still get a lot of really transferable experiences that you can talk about um, moving forward in your um, IE job search. Um, so don't, you know, don't, don't aligning, um, work that you're doing in DEI. Um, and then I'm sorry, Joelle asked, Joelle is, um, one of our fall interns. Yay. I hope it's okay. I outed you, Joelle, but she's going to be one of our fall GPI plus, um, interns. And she asked, Yay. what's the most difficult thing about each of your internships? Great question. For me, it was definitely, narrowing down what I wanted to propose for my project's ideas. I think that was excellent that Sam prepped us in that way, that we needed to go into it, knowing what we wanted to complete and also what the provider of the internship needed us to do for them. So for me, it was going into it, like how am I going to balance what I want to come out of this with and what I need to give to them. Um, I think for me, that worked out well due to great communication with the supervisor and with Sam. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, know yourself first going into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was the, um, uh, I had this ingrained idea of like, not like checking in on a very, very, like, not very, very regular basis, but for even little things, right? Like I was kind of this ingrained mm -hmm. idea of if I'm reaching out to a supervisor, like I should have something, some deliverable for them in that moment that I'm oh, right. reaching out to them. Um, and so it was kind of difficult at the beginning because um, I didn't feel like I should be reaching out until I had something 
in my worth, right? Worth reaching mm. out about. Um, mm. But working with my supervisor and also in the GPI program, the I just kept reminding myself my mantra is reach out, you know, often. Um, like it's absolutely fine to just be checking in, especially when it is remote, because it's letting like you know your it's it's being it's letting your supervisor know that like hey you're around also things are okay like it, like my supervisor there were some days where I just didn't think to say good morning and she was worried about me she's like I wonder if you know Chris is doing all right and so I just like it was it was very helpful to me in the sense of like my challenge was um not uh reaching out for what I had thought were little things um and instead realizing that it's always just being part of the team. Well, Chris created your own formula for what to send in the morning, your expectations, like exactly. what you yeah. yeah. She, that I was mean, really that great. Was, uh, yeah, Hannah had put that together for Love me. That. So, so my favorite. Super, yeah. super helpful. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, she gave me some, like, I didn't think that you could make tools out of checking in, but she absolutely made a tool that I can use that is just, uh, you know, something I'm going to take on for every other position I have after that. And if you're curious what that thing is, go listen to last week's Inside <laughs> Chat where Hannah does describe it in more detail. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that That's really that's really great. I wanted to, uh, Steph says she recently enrolled in GPI Plus. Um, okay. yeah, I'm super excited and quite honestly nervous. Don't be nervous, it's gonna be I'm great. Nervous. Okay. Um, there are uh, so many areas in IE to dive into. I'm curious to know um, if you have any re recommendations on how to narrow options for internship opportunities. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sam and I kind of went through this process together. Um, yeah, take it away. Yeah, Chris, yeah, you, you um, say things. Because I definitely have some tips and tricks that we talk about in the placement meeting. But Chris, tell me your experience of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it is that process of self-reflection. Um, and like introspection of asking yourself, you know, where my dad told me something a long time ago, because my I started off in the career space of information technology, and made mm. a drastic shift. And he, the what he told me is, if you don't see yourself doing it in five years, like, don't, don't spend a ton of time working on it right now. Like, mm. think about where you want to see yourself and start building towards it. Um, and so I thought that was helpful. And when it came time to decide between a few options of internships, um, I, uh, you know, I was in a very similar position. I had worked in study abroad for a couple of years, but I was very interested in the international student services space. Mm. Like both are, are very interesting uh, in their own regard, but also like the day-to-day -day looks so different, um, mm. <laughs> especially mm -hmm. like, and one of, the, one of the other nice things I'll say, I'll say is I was placed in a study abroad office um, at IIT, but their study abroad office is connected to their international student services office. So mm -hmm. I was able to be on all those calls. And again, mm -hmm. this is a situational thing, but mm -hmm. um, there are ways where even if you are placed in one specific office, um, if you make it clear to the people that you're working with, like, I'd love to learn more about this, this, or this, and it's an institution that has it, um, they'll be more than happy to connect you to people. That's what I've learned a lot about the IE field is that we just want everybody to talk to everybody. So um, true. We all have so many, you know, yeah. we just love talking to each other. So yeah. that's, uh, yeah. I think it's really important to understand that um, we, this isn't, you know, a completely bespoke experience for each individual person. However, at the same time, it also is. So, you know, Sam isn't going to sit down with you and talk to you and learn that you're like, well, I have a lot of different interests. Interest. I really want to be connected to my supervisor who's really open to helping me, you know, um, get some exposure and learn. And then her go out and find an internship with someone who's like, I have this project. I don't want them checking in. I barely want to talk to them. Blah, 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 blah. If we have somebody who joins GPI and they're like, you know, I only have a few hours a day. I have a ton of experience. I don't need a lot of handholding. I'm I, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do my own thing. She's going to find an internship placement that matches that personality and those goals. Mm -hmm. um, same thing if you have like Chris, a broad spectrum of interests and, um, and personality where you're like, I want it to be very collegial and, and integrated. And so please don't worry about having to like, um, figure that piece out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, we're, right. we're going to make sure the, 
the form we filled out was super comprehensive. That's so yeah. it just asked us, like, how do we see ourselves in the internship? Um, what would we prefer, like, service learning or international student yeah. services, et cetera? And mm -hmm. you kind of get geared up to answer those questions at the beginning of GPI before you start. So mm -hmm. I felt yeah. real prepared to answer those questions by that point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for what it's worth, this, sorry, Sam, didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. But, and like, this might have made Sam's decision much harder for me. I think I, I did do a lot of introspection about it, but I was interested in the number of fields and I put it in that uh, yeah. application. And I think it's a multi select for a reason because mm -hmm. I feel like I think we are mm -hmm. interested in a few things. So mm -hmm. I would say, don't feel like you need to be super, super narrowed down mm -hmm. um, exactly. for the internship. Um, do the introspection, but uh, if you're if you still land on two, three, or four things, be honest about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the truth is that you know there's there's there is a limit to the opportunities that are available, just as there is in life. So this is a real life practice as well. Um, yeah. And you know what we do talk about is you know, what, what do you want to put on that resume? And that might be a transferable skill and that might be exposure to a certain area of the field. Um, it might be, I just want to confidently talk more about what, it, what education abroad means on a campus or for a program provider. So it can be specific. It can be quite broad. Um, and my goal would be if you're really interested in lots of different areas, then great, let's jump into an area. And by the end of the internship, you'll know if you like it or not, you know, you'll yeah. be like, okay, that was not, the yeah. area that I was intrigued about. And I didn't know that until I did it. And, and then at, even if you have that type of experience and, and outcome mm -hmm. from it, it's still experience. It's still yeah, in okay. international education and you'll still be able to talk about it in a meaningful way. That's going to resonate and, and um, make connections with other types of roles that you might go for later on or other internships you, you um, uh, try to get later as well. Because we do talk about that in the program in terms of experience is that how can you take what you've learned in GPI to then go find project-based work ex experiences for yourself so you can start dabbling and finding um, op you know things to do in the field that could be valuable mm -hmm. for your career. Mm -hmm. um, so those are really great um, responses. Um, I think there are no other questions. So we're going to wrap it up because we're just over an hour. Any final final thoughts? Words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't have any <laughs> no pressure. Okay. But I, no I pressure. Do have you know uh, gratitude to uh, you know being able to see everybody again. That's been really great. Um, yeah. And you know, I just got a LinkedIn kind of like invitation Yay. from you know some of the new members. So you know, I'm excited. Like I am. If you're in the GPI program, I, I'm sure that Danny and I are both you know uh, very very. I mean Sam and Brooke obviously as well are super open, but so are the other former interns. So mm. feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to, you know, uh, give some more of our perspective. You know, we're, we're here. Yeah, whatever level you find yourself on, someone who has a ton of experience in the field or is just starting, I feel like the platform puts all of us on kind of the same playing field and mm -hmm. just makes us colleagues right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Oh, great final words. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, if y'all are interested in GPI for watching this or listening to the recording later on, we do close enrollment on Sunday evening. So that's September 20th, uh, September 20th uh, for the fall cohort. And then we won't be opening back up until 2021. So if you want to be ready for 2021, when international ed comes back in full force, <laughs> yeah. uh, now's the time to do GPI. So you can be ready uh, for all those jobs that are just going to flood the market. So um, <laughs> thank you all for being here. Thank you guys for taking the time to talk about your thank experience. You yeah. And it's always great to connect. We'll be doing, I cannot wait until we are back um, in quote normal. I don't want to say normal, but you know, when we have a NASA in person again, and when I can host mm -hmm. a, a reception for all the GPI alumni, it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you guys. Have a great rest of your week. Sam, have a great evening. Thank night. You guys. <laughs> and I'll see y'all later. Thank you. Bye. Bye everyone.